Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. I am your lead host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. the mediator and Shiro, right here at our ground zero. Standing here on terra firma, and you know what? As long as we are standing on solid ground, even though we're at ground zero, guess what? 
we have nowhere to go but up. So I hope for the next hour or so you enjoy this positive chat that is meant to be motivational, uh, inspirational, encouraging, and empowering. So, as always, before we get started, I want to give our customary and um, most honored shout-out to all of our sisters who have served and are serving in the military, who listen to us over on the Armed Forces uh, Radio Network. As always, we appreciate, honor, and respect you, and we are keeping all of you in our prayers along with our male counterparts as well. So tonight we have a lot of things to cover, but our main topic is all about seasons and lifetimes. You know, each week we bring topics that are important to uh, women especially. We can identify with the emotions that we as female members of the species experience on a daily basis. Sometimes our nurturing and protective instincts prevent us from knowing when a change in seasons is at hand. We try our best to fix and save things that we cannot fix or save. So tonight's discussion is all about preparing for the worst while holding on to hope for the best until there is nothing left to believe in. You know, I want to uh, share a story that I had come across earlier today. It's about a young lady, 19 years of age, actually. Um, She was caught on camera torching, torching a car. So let me just read an excerpt. I got this from fox5dc.com. Clearwater. A woman is seen setting a car on fire in Clearwater last week, has had been trying to set fire to her ex-boyfriend's car, police say. It happened on uh, a specific street. I don't want to say any specifics in that matter. The woman is seen in one surveillance video behind the car, stoking flames in the trunk of a Honda Accord with some type of materials. She starts to walk away from the car, but then comes back to push another piece of material already in the trunk onto the flames. In a second video, the woman can be seen walking next to a building surveying the scene. She walks toward the side of the building and seems to pick something up from the windowsill, look at it, then place it back on the sill. She also looks into the passenger side window of a gray or silver SUV parked next to the building before she walks away. Police have since identified the woman as a 19-year-old. Police say she told detectives she thought the car belonged to an ex-boyfriend of hers, but that was not the case. Uh, She was arrested and charged with second-degree arson. So this brings us into our program this evening. Seasons and lifetimes. You, many of you have heard that saying, people come to, into our lives for reasons, seasons, 
lessons, or lifetimes, or any variation thereof. Reasons, seasons, lessons, or lifetimes. We need to know when it's time to let go. So many of us hold on. And the worst part is that when we hold on to things we need to let go of, that's not hurting what we're holding on to. It's hurting us. I always say, you know, they did this. Um, if you ever see this story going around social media, there is um, a professor at some college, and they, they do this um, this uh, experiment. I believe it's with a glass of, um, or maybe it's an empty glass. I can't remember right now, but they're holding it in their hand. Is it heavy? No, mm-mm, no. Hold it for 20 minutes, you start to feel it a little bit. Hold it for 30, 45 minutes, maybe you're starting to cramp up. Hold it for more than an hour, your arms are tired, and at some point you're going to need to put your arms down, which means you're going to have to let go of what you're holding on to. The same thing applies in our lives. Why do we hold on? What is that other adage? Love don't love no one who don't love you. Is that not how it goes? Why do we hold on to this young lady is 19 years old, 19. Now she's going to jail. She's going to have a record. Arson at that. She did it with intent. And the worst part, wrong house, wrong car, wrong all the way round. Just wrong. Classic example of holding on to all of the wrong things. And welcome to those of you who are joining us in our call query and those of you who will be listening to us in the replay. Thank you so much for being here with us. And of course, those of you who listen over on the Armed Forces Radio Network. As always, hello, hello. We appreciate, honor, and respect you, and we'll continue to pray for you. So let's just keep this going. And for those of you who are in the call query, some of you may be new. Uh, I will have moments of silence. There's nothing wrong. Don't leave. That's the time that I always give all of the listeners that chance to digest what has been discussed up to that point or to uh, try to apply the lessons or the discussions to either the lives of the listeners or if they know someone who this show would be able to help. Um, Think about it, and then, of course, pass the show along. And I promise you before the show ends, I'll give you all of our contact information so that You can get involved and keep in touch because I love hearing from you. I want to know what's on your mind. I am the voice for all of the things that you are keeping unsaid. That is what we do here on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe and all of our programs from the Saturday morning motivation to healing through hurt iTalk radio as well. So, Tonight, we're talking about seasons and lifetimes. Seasons change as surely as the trees and the grass turn green. Lately, you know, when we were young, 
Grass used to turn brown and die off for the winter. Nowadays, grass is green all year long. Snow, sleet, rain, ice storms, doesn't matter. Grass is just green all year. That's not the way that it goes in love and life, people. When things die, don't continue to give CPR to something that's been dead a long time because guess what? No matter how much CPR you give to it, you cannot resuscitate it. How many people want to lie in bed next to a corpse for the rest of their days just to say that they're not living and lying in bed alone? Who needs to do that? Who wants to do that? Your friends, trust me, your friends, your neighbors, your family, people already know that your relationship is not on solid ground. So many of us have convinced ourselves that they don't know. Guess what? Yes, we do. We really do. And if we add infidelity into the picture, a.k.a. adultery, cheating, whatever you, creeping, whatever you want to call it, trust me. The neighbors know because one thing that the other side side chick or him, her, whatever, you know, it may be, they like for people to know. They want the spouse of a significant other to know that they are creeping with the man or the woman in the relationship. They want to be found out for whatever reason. And one of these days I'm going to do a show. And I'm going to have these women on who do this, who ruin homes, these home records, these people who actually believe that I took your man. First of all, once again, real men and women won't be out there creeping. They will be man and or woman enough to tell you that they don't want to be in that relationship again. Hopefully, the both of you can sit down and separate things amicably. If not, then you have to go through the legal system and do what you have to do. But do not spend the rest of your life, and this is my uh, topic for next Saturday's um, Saturday Morning Motivation. You don't want to spend the rest of your life romancing a rock. Yeah, I know, I just said something profound there. So I'm going to give that quiet moment in all of this. If you want to join in our conversation, press the number one on your phone, and I will bring you on air, of course. But tonight is all about seasons and lifetimes. Some of us may be so hung up on the past season that we can't see the beauty of the new dawn or the new spring. Every year, we have that chance. Every day. This moment is the beginning of the rest of my life. And I'll say this 10 minutes from now. It's the beginning of the rest of my life. I don't want it to become in or for me to be living my life, loving a rock, loving a memory, loving luggage that I don't need to be carrying around anymore. And neither do you. 
for those of you who are lucky enough to have that person in your life for your lifetime, let me tell you something. Appreciate every moment. If you're getting bored or if you're getting unhappy and you can't really say why, you need to communicate that to your partner so that your partner will understand where the distance is coming from because there's nothing worse than having distance without communication. The minute that one person feels that way, and they know that you're stepping off and you won't communicate with them, at some point you may push them away and then wonder why they walked. And some people probably sitting here and you'll hear it in the replay and you'll say, you know what, hmm, he should know what's wrong and she knows what's wrong. No. The recipients in many cases do not know what is wrong especially if they're not doing anything wrong. And I know some of you are probably yelling at your, your listening devices right now saying, they know what's wrong because they were changing. There are more sides to every story. Not every person who you think is cheating is. Quite a few probably are, but there are some who are innocent. There's nothing more um, surprising than to look at some of these talk shows and you get some of the worst people and the first thing we do is we let all of those you know seasons past come up into our present and oh they cheating they're going to be you know when that lie detector test comes back they're going to be cheating they got to be cheating they come back right in the rain and then some people will still not accept the fact that they're right in the rain. Some people actually want to find something wrong because they become selfish and then they want to justify their actions. Oh, it has to be something wrong because I know that there was something wrong. And I do this. We have a caller coming on. Um, I believe this is Sister Renee joining us. Um, Sister Renee. Hello. How is everyone? <laughs> Hi, Maria. I'm good. I'm good. But tonight is all about seasons and lifetimes. So um, what's your take on all of this? Because I was was just talking about, I put up a a, um, post earlier that I found about the 19-year-old who was caught on camera. Oh, my gosh. Wrong house, wrong car, wrong everything. I'd yeah, love to know and, what you know, the going to say. Yeah. He, well, he's probably relieved it was wrong everything. But, um, you know, the weird thing about all that is that has actually happened to me with my husband. When we had broke up in the past, and um, I had I knew I had to go places where he didn't know where I was. So when he did finally... And actually how he found me was I would go to a phone booth and call him because call IDs had just came out and stuff. And I would call him at the phone booth. And he happened to call the operator, and the operator told him what location that phone was in. So he just decided to ride around, and that's how he pretty much found me and where I was. So because he felt as though I had left him, he wasn't happy, so his whole thing was, since I wasn't coming back home, he slashed my tires in my car. He threatened to kill me. I mean, it was it was like a whole lot of stuff. I actually had to go to work and um, put up 
a poster. I mean, actually put his picture up because I work in security. And um, let the officers know around me, if he comes on the property, you know, make him leave or dial 911, which was pretty weird to do because of the simple fact um, no one wants to work around somebody like that because you don't know what their spouse is going to do, how they're going to react in, a, in that situation. And I think Nicole Smith had just, uh, OJ had just killed her or maybe killed her. And so that um, that law had just was just being passed on stalking. And that's what actually helped me out during that time was the stalking law. Actually, Maria, during that time, I was using your address to get some mail sent to your house, but I was staying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was staying with one of my father's daughters. And um, like I said, that that's pretty weird when someone feels as though, well, you don't want me anymore, so I'm just going to destroy everything around you and, you know, scare the people around you just so no, none of you guys can be happy. And he actually did that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it was really bad because, I mean, it had got to the point one day he brought flowers to my job to me. The flowers were not really for me. They were just in case he got stopped by the police. He had an excuse of coming to my job. And when um, the police actually told me I was a bad person because this man has flowers for you. You're really awful. I mean, you're that's really awful that you can't um, accept his flowers. And I was like, what? And I had to explain to him, I have a, a soft, I mean, I have a, I had a, gosh, what is it called? When the person can't come around you, um, you know if what I'm talking married, about? If you're married, it's a protection um, order. Right, yeah, I had a protection order. if you're married, order. it's a protection order. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to actually go to court and get a protection order. Um, so he couldn't come near me. And um, he thought because, he thought because a lot of women or men, when they have a spouse or a significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, when they have a when they have a person, the person will come to them and beg them, please don't do this. You know I love you. I would never hurt you. And actually a lot of people do, which I was told from the commissioner and the judges, they, they just excuse all that. You know, they excuse the ex partes. I mean, not the ex partes. They excuse the, um, the petitions and all this mess. And I refuse to do it because, I was actually scared for my life. When I would get in the car, I mean, it was like I would look around me. I didn't want to be around people because I was scared if he was to hurt me, maybe somebody else would get hurt because of me. So I, I pretty much just stayed to myself. I watched everything. So now, well, we'll, you know, six years later, we ended up back together, which we shouldn't have, but I thought he was a changed man. But so this time I actually I moved into a building. I moved into a secure building. So you got to be buzzing to get in. My neighbors, though, I'm in a great building where they don't let anybody in unless they know that person or they know that we live here. But if you don't live here and they don't know you and you're like, oh, I'm just going to such such an apartment, and they're like, well, you better ring their buzzer or whatever so they can let you in, you know. So I'm in a really secure building, but the thing is this time I know um, I don't, I'm not having that problem. Because, like he said, he knows that 
I don't let down. I, I stick to my guns with stuff. I'm right. like, no, because this is my life, you know. So he's like, I'm, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to mess with you this time. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, even though he, he would call me and scream at me on the phone thinking he could scare me into signing papers that I didn't want to sign, which I didn't sign. him. I was like, no. So now, actually, this week I'm going to sign my divorce papers. And hopefully mm-hmm. within a couple of weeks I'll be divorced. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Well, I, you know that I've been there, done that. And it's so amazing that I was sitting here listening to you talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who are listening, we're the people who knew when our seasons were over and that it was time for us to move on so that we could live the rest of our lifetime. Um, my ex did some similar things, you know, from stealing my license plates off of my truck to um, all of a sudden I would come home, come out in the morning to go to work, and my tires were slashed. And, um, you know, never in my life now I had my home built. You know, I've lived here for a long time. Never had so many tires with nails in them and, and um, screws in them, and all of a sudden out the clear blue or you know, I'd come out and both of my vehicles had their tires slashed. And um, thank God for places that, you know, have the used tire places where you don't have to keep paying hundreds of dollars because when I had my old car, it had a special size tire on it. And those were really expensive. So thank goodness that they had some at the used tire place. They were actually new because not too many cars used that particular size. So, um, I could always go down, pay $30 or something, get the tires replaced, um, reported the missing tags, all of that. And my ex is like a caged animal, and that animal, you know, when he's up against the wall, because right now I'm pretty sure that him and his new season or lifetime or whatever you want to call her and all the rest of his women, you know, they are in so, such deep mess. I never know what he may do, but I think in some days he's probably more afraid of what my, I may do to him if he's caught. And I know that the two of them have been breaking the law in several ways, and as soon as we can catch them, I hope to put them both in jail. And if they, her family doesn't like it, they can go to jail too because there's no holds barred now because we have the right to live. If I choose not to be someone's footstool, then don't take it out on me because you were under the impression that I would be like all the other women in your life who will tolerate you and put up with it just because I'm older and I, I don't think that I can get anyone to replace I just said, you know, who wants to go to bed at night and sleep next to a corpse? Everything about it is messy, rotten, and just stinking, the whole nine yards. Who wants to do that? So why do so many of us, we hold on to things. That woman, that girl, because she's still a child, at 19, she's just a child. Your man, or whatever he is, has moved on. Get over it. And she didn't look like she was a bad-looking young lady. She's just a little bit um, possessive and obsessive with this man where she would go in there and set. My question was still, how'd she get the, the trunk open in the first place if it wasn't his car? I'm still kind of not understanding that part because she had set the, everything in the trunk on fire, but I'm trying to figure out, okay, the car didn't have an alarm. She Somehow she got the trunk open. How did she do that? Because theoretically, the door it's not been just arson. 
Well, that would be breaking and entering. So they charged her with arson. So I'm trying to, you know, it's kind of like some interesting holes. And what was she doing up at the house? And what was she reading on the windowsill? I thought she was in like their mailbox or something, making, seeing mm-hmm. if, you know, the name was there. I'm not too sure, but to be on the wrong street, if you were dating, you don't know where he lives. Secondly, um, that wasn't even his car. And how did she get in it? But that's a sorry people that's my legal training coming out i'm so sorry about that but i just have more questions than answers but when that season is over listeners ladies gentlemen when it's over move on someone out there is waiting for you and you can't find them and they will not find you if you are still obsessing over what's behind you what's in the past So we need to learn that we are worth more than that. And one of my my favorite taglines, I've been saying it for years, is that, you know how they say the cream of the crop? I always say, stop putting up with the cream of the crap. We deserve better. So if you want the cream of the crop, you cannot waste your time wallowing in the crap of your past. Whether the breakup was good or bad, whatever, whether or not that man was cheating or whether he just knew that he did not want to be in a relationship with her anymore. So she planned this out to go there. That was done with intent. wasn't even a crime of passion because she spent too much time on that. She did it with intent. And then on top of that, she tore up some other person's vehicle. So it's just we need to understand that There is life after breakups. And welcome to everyone who's joining us in our call query. Thank you so much for being here tonight on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe for our hour of inspiration and motivation, empowerment and encouragement. Uh, Tonight we're talking about seasons and lifetimes. Um, And another topic that I'd love to touch on is the fact that for those of you, again, who have moved on and you're the new person in someone's life to be vigilant and make sure that the old season isn't still hanging around because you know how they say, what is it? In like a lion, out like, in like a lamb, out like a lion, something like that for some of the seasons. So, you know, winter may be holding on in the dead of summer. So, you know, the thing that's cold and dead, you know, in the wintertime, the trees go dormant, you know, they die off, they lose their leaves. So all of that dead leaves and all of that are still trying to wait for the western wind to blow them into your summertime. They want to take your shine. They want to take your warmth and your new relationship that you are looking forward to spending a bit of time with. So we always have to be vigilant about that and talk to our partners about their prior relationships so that we'll know what we're getting into. You know, there there are people out there, not just the, the exes, but there are the exes to the exes or the other parts who may be problematic, like this young lady. Suppose that was his home, the ex's home, but she, she, um, he and his new girlfriend have identical vehicles or vehicles that look similar. Now she's taken this woman's transportation, trying to get back at him for breaking up with her. So again, 
this is one of those things where I know some people don't want to hear about seasons and lifetimes, and some women may be thinking, we're sisters. Why is she talking this way? Because I'm keeping it real. The bottom line is we need to know when to get up. And you mentioned something that um, in your discussion, Renee, when you said that you, it, because with your soon-to-be ex, this is your second time marrying him. So mm-hmm. that's another thing where the seasons, you had one season, and then you got out, and then you came back and started the year-long cycle again of going through the seasons all over, thinking but, that and actually had changed. Right. But actually, this time, I was that one that did not know when to leave because mm-hmm. I wanted it to to desperately work. We were get we had remarried and, you know, in the beginning when you two hook back up, everything is peachy cream and everything is just beautiful and lovely and, you know, is you know, you think you're gonna be together forever. So of course I tried to hold on to this marriage as long as I could. I mean, I held on when I mean, people were actually like, Oh, you really need to leave. Um, I mean, everybody was telling me all the things that were wrong, which I had knew. Some things I didn't want to see, but then when I started seeing them, I still tried to hold on to this marriage because, like I said, married again, oh, you wanted to work. You wanted to be until after you part and whatnot. But as it went on and on, and when I suggested counseling, I suggested um, let's talk, when we would talk, things out and he would say, okay, I'll, I'll change. I'll change. But he would go right back to the same thing. He never changed. He didn't even take time out to try to change, you know? So it was like Mm -hmm. the ongoing cycle. And then one day when he finally said, well, when the situation hit the fan, it was my mom. He took, he does for his family, which he's supposed to. But when it came to my family and friends, it was like I wasn't supposed to do anything for anybody, have any family or friends. But when um, it just came to a point, it was like he actually stood in my face and screamed at me and told me, I will never, ever change. I'm not changing for nobody, not for you and nobody else. And that's when I was packing. And I know he had said it before, but then he would come and apologize and say he, say he would change but that's when it was like God had just opened my eyes and was like okay enough is enough you know and you can just go about your ways but by this time I was already packing I mean (laughs) I was ready to leave I was going to leave the end of that month but it got so bad in the house I left that's how bad it was right so that month didn't even last out I just left that week but I had to do what I had to do and I didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know because I was a housewife. So right. I didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know how I was going to start over. I had, you know, because when we were in between our relationships, I had started all over. And I had, I had, you know, car, I had um, furniture, I had everything. But then my car caught on fire and I didn't have a car, so he bought me a truck. But what he decided to do, knowing if we go to court, they'll say, okay, you have two cars in the household. She gets her car, you keep your car, and let it go. And he didn't want that. So the evil of 
Tim came out and he was like, oh, I gave my car to my son. We just had this truck. And, I, and so just sign these papers and hand it over. And because I knew what was going to go on in court, they would say, who's working? He's working. So they would say, okay, I give him, he gets the vehicle. I'm, I didn't even fight it. I'm like, fine, take it because God has something better for me. And actually within two months, I was, I mean, I moved from my mom's house into my own place and I furnished it by myself. I did everything on my own, you know? So right. it's like, God has better. And believe me, everything has been working out. Everything has been a lot better. I'm at peace. I'm comfortable. And actually, the closer this divorce is getting, the more I'm receiving invitations to, oh, when is your divorce? Oh, I would love to take you out to dinner. I can't wait for your divorce because I'm not going to go out with anybody. I tried that at first, but that didn't work out. So I'm waiting for my divorce to be over with. And I have all these invitations of men that actually want to treat me like a lady, you know, treat me right. I'm going to take my time and everything, but it feels good to, at first I was worried. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to do this all over again. I'm excited now. I'm, like, ready for a new start. <laughs> and I, I, I will say this to give a different spin on this. For me, um, first of all, my husband moved into my home that I owned before we got together. So most things in here was fully furnished, things like that. Um, I was helping him um, build his company, his construction company, and I just happened to have had a lot of things because I had started renovating my own home. So I had a lot of things that he could use to make money. And, of course, I let him um, do some fixing up on the house. Of course, that was a great selling point for all the neighbors going by to get him, you know, to get started there. And it worked just fine. But, you know, when it had come down to divorce time, his thing was either he wanted one of my vehicles, the truck that I let him use until I found out that he had no driver's license, he had no much of anything, everything that he was using belonged to someone else, um, which I thought was so amazing that there were women out there who would let him borrow, you know, their vehicles. And it's a shame that you have to run license plates. You have to look at driver's licenses. You practically have to have a blood test. You have to do everything now before you date anyone because you just don't know. Me, I had made a promise to myself to take a year off of everything to get recentered in who I was. Um, I wasn't, uh, and ladies, let me say this, because some of you, and there's a lot of you out here, you think that it's the end of the world when you get your divorce. I hear it all the time, but we were together for 25 years. Well, you're not now. Now make another 25 years your way. Make you happy your way. And that brings me to a point um, next week. We'll have a special guest coming on. He goes by the name of Mr. Romantic, and he's going to be talking about mental romance. And I'll be sharing a piece from my book, Silent Noise Lift Service, that I wrote about that very thing, and I'll be sharing the reaction when I'm at a speaking engagement and I'm reading that particular piece and the reaction from the females who are there. Because a lot of times we think romance has to be Going out to dinner, it's got to be with a man. We can go out by ourselves and we can order it mm -hmm. and do the drive up where we drop and go. We can do that. 
We can do all of that and enjoy who we are, learn how to be happy being by ourselves before, before we venture back out because a lot of us make the mistake of making the same mistake again because we're like, oh, somebody, oh, Somebody wants to take me out. Somebody, we have to have that discernment because when some people, when the wolves know that a sheep is about to be out to pasture by themselves again, they will come and running. So I want you up. This is another take on this because you don't want to go into another bad season. You want your relationships to be fruitful, to be bountiful, to be enjoyable. And the relationships that I'm talking about are not necessarily between you and another member of the opposite sex, same sex, whatever you're into. I'm talking about the relationship that you now have to develop with yourself because you have invested your time, your bodies. Our, we, ha- we have invested our time, our bodies, our money, our love, our attention, and all of a sudden all of that becomes an absolute waste and it's gone, and we are discarded. They get the nerve to catch an attitude like we did something to them. And I was just saying when the show first started, Renee, I was saying that we as women and as the females of the species, we want to try to make it work. We want to put everything into it. We don't want to let go until we absolutely are forced to. Unfortunately, some of us stay to the point where, The only place that we're being released is to six feet under. We don't want anyone to do that. It's okay for you to let that season be over. Start a new season. Just like we start a new year every 365 days, you can start a new season. You can enjoy it. Each one of us um, who's here, a lot of the ladies who come on each and every week, Each one of us has had our journey. Each one of us has a story to tell. Now, each one of us, the end was the same. The means were different slightly, or in some cases, very different. But the end was the same. Each one of us ended up out of our relationships and or marriages. Now, for the most part, most of us who are on here that you hear, usually we were in marriages. So, when we're talking about this, the art and, and the, the process of going through divorce, it's ugly. Sometimes I'm envious of people who are just couples. Unless you're in a state where they are strong on common law, you can get up, pack your things, and go. If you, you're not comfortable, and we need to learn how to listen to our guts and our instincts, because if we're not comfortable with who we are with, Don't put your name on any rental agreement. Don't put your name on anything. I'm so curious to know how the neighbor and my my ex-husband are getting along because you have these wonderful places. Neither one of you are working anywhere. You can't pay for anything. It looks like, and I'll never forget her face last winter when she had come riding by when we were all out as a community trying to dig ourselves out because where we live, it's a closed community, um, one way in, one way out. Uh, so we had to get elevated at least so that we could try to walk to the store, do something to get out. So 
they had showed up. I guess she had to go all the way down and pick up his his family members to come and dig her parents out because within the community they have these private roads and her parents lived down an embankment and they had to be dug out. So I guess she had a carload full of him and all of his family members. And I used to do all of that too, trying to help him grow his business. And I was managing that. So I knew that he was on the right track. But when those two hooked up, um, he started doing a lot of shady things, selling fake coupons online. Um, I'm so glad now that a lot of entities are starting to see that he's a very shady contractor and all of that. But it doesn't matter. And this is the thing. For those of you, we're talking about seasons and lifetimes. This is the kicker. Renee can tell her story. I can tell my story. The next person can come on and tell their story. And some people may know exactly who the men are that we're talking about. And in your minds, you're thinking, oh, well, you just weren't it for him, but I'll be his new lifetime. I'll be his new this. I wish I could get the neighbor on to tell the truth about her and her man because she looked so unhappy and the fact that she wouldn't even look my way. It was so funny to see her trying to get up this icy, snowy street, and we're just standing there, staying right in the car like, whoa, okay. She's not the happiest camper in the world. I knew what she was getting. I knew. The only thing that I ever told her was in a text message. I said, he's your problem now. You come and get your man or I'm going to put what little bit he has on your mommy and daddy's doorstep for you, but come and get your man. And he was so vocal at the end when it finally dawned on him. I don't think he knew until the very end because what he had done, he had met some woman online, and he was going down south to meet his daughter, and this woman lived close, so he took our mortgage money with him to entice some older woman he met on some dating site. But the idiot was such an idiot. He was using my computer. He left his account open. I knew exactly where he was going. Maybe Sunday or so, I said, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Guess what? Tell the woman that you're lying next to you to get you a truck because everything that you brought into this marriage, and I was nice enough to sit it in my truck for him. That's all that he really brought. So the bottom line is simple. Everything was out there for him to come and get. He acted the fool when he got here. Um, he went out back of the house, tried to get in. He called some woman. He said, you know, I was helping you when I was living there before. You know, my ex-wife is a hood rat, and, you know, she ghetto. She's from the city and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something right here. Everything that he was saying was a lie and a half. And then I guess that woman told him no, and then he called the neighbor, and he needed her to get him a truck. It wasn't a lot. He could have just packed it up in her car. But she became his puppet, and he's good for talking. He was good for talking about her. He said, you know what, with you, everything is real. I know my shortcomings. He said, with her, she will sit in a corner and wait until I have time for her again. She will do what I tell her to do. And from what it looks like, Everything that he's saying is exactly what he's done. She's a puppet, and her parents saw a free uh, handyman to do work, I'm assuming, because 
no, and it was so funny because I saw our parents one day, and they stopped to talk to me, and I said, yeah. I said, my husband and I are getting a divorce because he's having an affair with a neighbor. And her daddy went on about these rotten, no-good, dirty women, and only because he had been in the hospital dealing with his heart, I believe. I didn't say, oh, I'm glad you think that way because the whore is your daughter. But um, I told her sister that the person that I was talking about, because it was his mother, her sister, and her father, um, her mother, father, and her sister was in the truck, and um, they were talking about, yeah, these women are something, and to be a neighbor, and blah, oh, they were getting down, and I'm sitting up here like, wow, so you hate your own sister and daughter. But naturally, they welcomed my ex into their home with open arms, um, you know, free, free handyman service. He could do whatever they needed for little to no money, so that's all that mattered. Nobody cared about me. Nobody cared what he did to me. But let me tell you something, ladies. I love me more than to allow that piece of junk, no matter what he could do in fixing up this house, because before he left, because he couldn't get 50% of everything that I spent my life building, my entire empire from my businesses, my home, my vehicles, because he couldn't have 50% of everything, he promised to leave me with 100% of nothing. And because this home was the marital domicile, he had every right by the courts to tear it up. And he did. Because he was going to leave me in ruins. Because that's the type of dirty dog type person that he was. When he found out that I was leaving him, because he, as long as he thought that I was going to be another dope on the rope, he was happy because he could come home and have a stable home here to come back to, and he thought that he could creep with the neighbor and his other 88 women too, but I wasn't having it. So know when your seasons are over. Ladies and gentlemen, know when your seasons are over. Find your new lifetime. That's what this show is all about. We could talk about this and compare notes all night long, but the show is just an hour, and maybe we'll do another show on seasons and lifetimes later. And as I said, um, we got some announcements. We've got about 10 minutes left, so we have some announcements coming. I decided that I won't be doing a show this Saturday morning for the Saturday morning um, motivation. We will be away at the Focus Females uh, Women's Retreat. Um, no matter who shows up, we're going to have a great time there. And I want to enjoy myself just being unplugged and not doing anything but enjoying the company and socializing with my fellow sisters. So we won't be doing a show on Saturday morning um, this week. I may do one on uh, Monday morning to make up for the Saturday morning show because I will be off on Monday because that Monday, 9-12, is my birthday. So I will be um, at home, and I also start school on that day, so I have a lot going on, but I may get a show in before um, I get, you know, into my new routine, but I'm working on things. Make goals for yourself. Make um, go out there, find new friends, get involved with meetup groups and groups all over the place that can help you. Be in the company of good, like-minded movers and shakers with positive energy and attitudes who've been down the road that you're crossing so that they can be your beacons of light to help keep you on the straight and narrow. So, again, um, for those of you, if you want to get involved with us, we have several groups over on um, Facebook. We have Wild Women of Wisdom and Worth. We have our Urban Focus Group. 
focus, uh, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. That's our urban group where you can get info on everything from fashion to finance. And, um, of course, this, our Focus Females Global Group, that is a closed group. You um, are in by invitation only. Uh, it is where the mentors, mentees, and all of our professionals are. Um, if you'd like to join there, you can, of course, find us over on uh, Facebook under Focus Females Global and um, request um, membership there. Just because you don't get in there, the Focus Females group, um, the Focus Females Urban group is an open group, and you can join there and get pretty much a lot of the same information as well. Uh, over on Google Plus, we have the Relationship Recovery Group with over 1,100 members. That is my worldwide coaching group. We have coaches, we have counselors and therapists and members, and we encourage one another and uplift one another there, and many have been there since day one, and the group is growing weekly. So uh, our website is focusfemalesglobal.com, and the email there is inspire at focusfemalesglobal.com. There's also contact forms on all of our sites. Uh, If you'd like to reach me personally, cmariawall.com. And my emails, let's grow at cmariawall.com. And um, everything that we have, all of our programs, real world and virtual, and all of our talk shows are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated. And that is an IRS approved and recognized tax exempt 501c3. And naturally, I'm about to say we'd love your support, whether it be through tax deductions. Um, funding, or if you'd like to volunteer your services, whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love for you to get involved. And our number is 202-618-2556, and our address is Post Office Box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. As I said, next week we'll have a very special guest, Mr. Romantic. He will be talking about mental romance, and in two weeks after that, on the 27th, Ruth Kent will be coming back to talk about the emotion and body code. I had my session with Ruth uh, this past Saturday. It was about two hours long, but it was very enlightening. So as her show comes closer, I will be sharing that experience with all of you. So, Renee, any final words before we go? Um, yes, actually, I totally agree with you when you say um, spend some time with yourself. I spent, it's been like two and a half years. I've pretty much been spending myself because I spent time, actually a year before we were, before I left, I spent time to myself. But when I left, I took two years to myself mm-hmm. to get to know me. I didn't, the person, mm-hmm. the first person I went out with, he wasn't right for me, and because I spent a year before I even went out with him to myself and made goals and made rules on what and what what and what I would not put up with in another relationship, um, I knew right away what not to do, what not to accept, what to accept, what, you know, all those things. So that mm-hmm. didn't work. I mean, it was like, okay, we're talking, but it's just not going to work, so we have to go our separate ways. He didn't want to. He was very, 
He's one of those people, actually, he's one of those people that was like, oh, no, we should get married. You need to get a divorce because we should get married. They're like, no, 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 I don't even love you or nothing like that. We we know each other from the past, but we don't know each other. So right. I let that go, and then I continued on through the year and, you know, until now, spending time to myself. Like I said, I'm waiting for right. my divorce to be finalized, and I have several people that I would love to, well, one, a couple of them that I would love to actually go out with and see what it's about, and I'm explaining to everybody. I'm not rushing to anything. I'm taking it slow. If it's not, if I feel as though this is not it, then I'll let you know because we're all friends right now. Right. And you have to be friends first sometimes before you get into that serious relationship to see where people are. But people can still lie to you even though you're in that friend zone. So you have right. to watch. I watch and I listen to everything somebody is saying. So now if I choose and pick to go out with any of these people I'm going to still be watching and listening. I'm not going to have all bright eyes and bushy tail and be like, oh, gosh, he just he wants to take me out. This is the first time I'm going to – it's not going to be like that. I am on that serious track now. I'm like, my next relationship, I want a, a serious relationship, but I'm not rushing into anything. It's going to take right. its time. I'm still listening and looking and watching. I'm just watching and listening. Right. And always remember, sometimes – People will lie to say they're one way, and then they're actually another way. And so you can't rush into anything. Right. And and not only that, if you're one of those people such as ourselves who are in great demand, trust me, when the word gets out that you're about to come back on the market, all types will come running. So I'm so glad that you had come back and you added that part to say that you had that time when you spent by yourself and you all have heard me say it before. That's the same thing that I did. So I know some of you don't want to hear that, but, you know, I never understand people where you're talking about you're already engaged to this person, you just married this person, that didn't work, you're not even divorced, but you're dating this person that you just met, and now you're engaged to this person when you're not. Don't jump into that, but that's a show for another day. So, again, as always, we each and every one of you enough. We pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. We also pray you enough uh, rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. We pray you enough smiles to turn the frown. You've been carrying around what? Upside down. But most of all, we pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. So until next time, as always, continue to pay it and pray it forward. As we began, we will end after another night of good conversation with good people. We're going to end with good music by Miss Tori Lee. Renee, thanks for being here. I'm looking forward to this Thank weekend. You. I will see you soon. Have a great evening, Can't everyone. Wait. You too. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Takes my mind off.